Today's show is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Just visit MyBookie.ag, that's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, and use the promo code REWATCHABLES to activate the offer. You play, you win, you get paid. More you open the door. <laughs> I don't really know the words. Yeah. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm here with Amanda Dobbins. Hello. And Cameron Collins. Hey. You may know him as K. Austin Collins. Whatever. We're here to talk about Titanic, one of the greatest movies of the 20th century. Titanic was called the ship of dreams. And it was. All right, open your eyes. I figure life's a gift, and I don't intend on wasting it. You never know what hand you're going to get dealt next. You learn to take life as it comes at you. God Almighty. I just love Titanic, and even though it's over three hours, it's just eminently rewatchable. It doesn't feel three hours. No, it doesn't. However, I will say the last hour, I don't know. Once the boat starts sinking, my interest does as well. However, I still love it. Yeah, I would say I watched it last night. Thank you to the E! Network. Yeah, shout out to E! What great timing. Not totally thank you, because I DVR'd it, and then it cut it off right as Old Lady Rose was getting her happy ending. What's the TRT on the... uh, cable network uh, broadcast of that. Like, are we at four hours? Like, wh- what's the block? Well, this was 321 because I showed up late. I showed yeah. up right before I'm king of the world. Oh. And then apparently it saw fit to cut off before Rose uh, got to have her final little old lady warm in her bed moment. <laughs> so I, it was at 321. Thanks for asking. I guess it would be four with commercials Probably four, on yeah. cable. That's very long. Yeah. Anyway, you, you know they had a real hole if they're willing to give it four hours. <laughs> Anyway, I did fast forward through some of the boat stuff, which scandalized Cam when I told that him that That is scandalous. Earlier. That's like... What boat stuff? The sinking? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> the, the literal Titanic. The, like the event. The reason that it was a movie. And they were like running around a bunch. I got it. You this, know. this relates to something I want to get to a little bit later. But let's just, let's just start from where we all were in the year 1997. And by we, I mean the people of the movie. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is uh, 23 years old. Yes. He's just been in Mexico filming uh, Romeo and Juliet, and he wow. goes straight into filming Titanic. There's a great Vanity Fair piece from 1998 where he expresses his displeasure at having to stay in Mexico to film Titanic. He was sick of being in Mexico. He wanted a change of location. But wasn't he in like a bathtub the whole time? Right. That's a great point that so, we'll come back to. Um, <laughs> I think it was Paramount had just built a Mexico studio. And oh. so they, they filmed there. But yes, it was Baja, California, and it was like um, 
a 22 acre studio that they filled with water so that it, it like had like the feeling of the expanse of the ocean. I remember this from the Oprah special that I, I watched multiple times as a kid. I remember it too. And I think this is actually important like to get at, which is that 1998, like you, I think Amanda, you kind of mentioned this mm-hmm. previously, was sort of like the apex of monoculture of pop culture basically where there's sort of like a few sources and like a few things that were big and everyone focused on them like I don't think Shakespeare in Love would be a popular movie now but or like maybe unfortunately uh, but like the it masterpiece be, it would be like an indie right like it'd be like a cool indie film that people are like go see it and the ringer would cover it a lot but right. it wouldn't be like it, will, it would be a Harvey Weinstein film which it was right. at the time but somehow <laughs> Harvey Weinstein managed to make us all go see Shakespeare in Love shout it would out be to him fever. yeah exactly but so there was just a, a, such a saturation of Titanic coverage yes yeah no, no pun intended, guys. Oh, no. I think this okay, is... A- totally. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. ready. I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'm ready. <laughs> Water jokes. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I was doing research for this, and I feel like it's important also to kind of put the, the Titanic coverage in context, because Titanic the movie was many years in production. Many. Was, I believe, $65 million over budget. Yeah. Um, and was kind of followed through most of 1997 as this total, uh, sorry, there's no other word here, disaster. Disaster! (laughs) (laughs) I I apologize. And James Cameron Cameron really dines out on this now that they were kind of being savaged in the trades and talking about what morons they were and it was going to be a mess and this movie was never going to make its money back and everyone uh, was kind of, had the knives out for Titanic. Yes. Which is a very interesting thing to recognize now that it is kind of, it's now the second most successful movie in history, box office wise. Uh, yeah. I, yes. After, uh, uh, after Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the most successful movie of all time, though, is now Frozen because of licensing and such. Oh, that's true. Yes. But it's not necessarily because right. of ticket sales. It's because of the Disney machine. We're talking. Yeah. I'm just talking about box office records. But- Don't you wish there was a Titanic ride? No. I do. I think that'd be really fun. Like, I like a water ride, and I would love it if it was, like, Titanic-themed. I guess there's not just because it's sort of inappropriate. What would you do? Would you just be, like, the couple on the bed holding hands and then letting like, them Like, who would flood? I be? Like, what would the ride be? The ride would be... It would be, like, have you ever, have you been on, ever been on Pirates of the Caribbean? It's yes, like You're, like, yes, in a boat, yes. and, like, you have, like, these, like, vignettes happening next to you. Okay. It would be like that, but, like, rockier waters and, like, more 90-degree angles. Oh, I'm into that. Never yeah. mind. I'm totally into that. I thought so, you meant more like, like one of the like Universal Splash Studios Mountain. rise that was just yeah. like like on a movie set and you just oh, pretend you're like like there was that there's that one that's a, a, like a fire where you're just standing in a room and everything sets on fire oh, and that's horrible. like the ride. Yeah, that's it's awful. terrible. I, that I'm not into. Is that like the backdraft ride? Yeah, I think that is. Oh. Oh, okay, cool. That was a joke. That's correct. But some, <laughs> but something like that, something like that, or like, or like the Jaws ride where you just see like a sure. shark go by. I'm not into that. No, but, but like a some, ride, I'm into some kind of like experience, some kind of Titanic water experience. Anyway, back back to 1997. I, I, I would just say that probably that'll never happen because this was a real event at some point. But yeah, great point, Amanda. We could so a fictionalized version of it. Sure, for sure. sure. Okay, so that's true. We've got um, total coverage of Titanic. Everyone hoping it's going to fail, and then the reviews come out, and they're like. Really quite positive. Yes. I went back and watched like the opening two minutes of Charlie Rose interviewing James Cameron, and he begins with an Anthony Lane New Yorker quote about how good the movie was. Like, really, unanimously uh, appro- approval from the critics. Which Anthony Lane bizarre. was much less jaded at that point in his career, I'd have to guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's Anthony Lane, so who really knows? Yeah. Yeah, I, who knows? I love Anthony Lane, by the way, but yeah. Yeah. 
it was like a four star Ebert movie too, right? It's like yeah. a very big. And it was the front runner for Best Picture, right? Yes, I think people it was. were standing for LA Confidential, but I don't think it. People immediately went to see the movie twice. Like it was beloved right Including away. Including me. Well, so but, yeah, I want to talk about this phenomenon, the repeat phenomenon. Sure. Because yeah. I, I will speak for myself. I was thirteen when Titanic was released in theaters. Juliet was a couple years behind that. I was eleven. I would get. Nineteen ninety-seven. I was yeah. ten. Okay, so we were all of, yeah. a, of a certain age. Sure. Yes. An, an important age yes. when Titanic came out, and I don't know whether this is true for you, but I, the, you know, I don't want to stereotype, but the girls in my school went to see it like literally ten times. Yeah. I know people yeah. who saw Titanic in theaters ten and twelve and fifteen times, and they were all of a certain age. And we're all there for one thing and one thing only, and that was Leonardo DiCaprio. Man, is he cute in this movie. <laughs> He's really attractive in this movie. It's, it's not my, my favorite Leo ever in terms of looks, but it definitely when I, it definitely makes me blush to this day. I'm like, oh, you're cute. Yeah. Oh, you're smooth. He's yes, really would, smooth. I'd love to meet you in steerage. He's imagine, just really cute. Imagine Leo playing like an artist urchin on a ship now. I can't even imagine. He'd, yeah. I mean, currently I would play Cal, right? Like, there's no other role for him in this movie but the asshole boyfriend. Totally. Yeah, yeah. he's aged out. That's okay. That's that is fine. okay. Yeah. I, I was Cal's not... a meaty role. Yeah, it was. Billy, it's like the only good thing Billy Zane's ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, the year before that, I don't want to say a good thing, but he was in a movie called The Phantom. Do you know about The Phantom? No. It's like... Is it based on the Phantom of the Opera? Uh, worse. Oh, it's based. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, I could tell you're a fan of the Opera fan. That's why. I a little shit. Love some Andrew Lloyd Webber. What can I say? Um, no, it's like it's like he plays the descendant of like African superheroes or what? something. Yeah, oh, it's no. it's hashtag problematic. But you should absolutely see it. It's Billy Zane in a purple costume. Saving the world. Okay. I won't be seeing that, but I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad I know about it. I'm glad I know. Um, and Kate Winslet had just been in Sense and Sensibility as Emma Thompson's yeah. like number two, and she was adorable. But she wasn't that famous. No, and she was so young. I yeah. think she was, she was 22 because she became this, the youngest person to ever be nominated for an Oscar twice with this one. Because she right. was also nominated for Sense and Sensibility. Yeah. Right. I learned that from Inside the Actors Studio yes. on Kate Winslet. I watched the Titanic segment. I recommend it. This is great. Let's get right into some casting what ifs. Based okay. on the, so Kate Winslet had to, had to do a screen test, and yes. which you can watch online. And it's with uh, Jeremy Sisto, a.k.a. Elton of Clueless, which is kind of hilarious. I don't think he was in <laughs> did contention, not see that coming. but he did. Uh, he did audition. The major name who was in contention for Jack Dawson is Matthew McConaughey. Yes, though I found some others. Mm. Some more verified the, than others. Okay, here are some of the other names associated, and these are on. Well, Stephen Dorff we know to be true <laughs> because I then linked to a fantastic quote. Please read it. So first, it's important to read the headline. On this piece of journalism, which is just actor is thankful he didn't get Titanic role. Actor. Actor. Doesn't even get a name in the headline. So this is apparently from the New York Daily News. Blade co-star Stephen Dorff on why he is grateful that he was passed over for the Leo DiCaprio role in Titanic. I want to have a career like Johnny Depp, Sean Penn, and Jack Nicholson. I want to win an Oscar one day. That would have been impossible if I'd got Titanic. Look at Leo. His career can only go downhill from here. He'll always be the guy on the boat. Ooh. Zing. But, wow. But he's right, right? Uh, I mean, is Steven Dorff going to be the one giving that quote? I don't agree, though, actually. You don't I do, agree? No, I don't think of him as the guy on the boat. I, don't, I just think he's, I don't know, he's been in so many hit movies, 
Everyone oh, has, sure. Everyone has, but also I feel like everyone has their favorite Leo. Sure, sure. Whereas like, I actually think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are much more locked into their 90s work than, like, I don't ever think of, like, oh, Jason Bourne. I'm like, oh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, no, I think I think it's definitely not true about Leo's career, but I think, like, the reason that Sofia Coppola made Somewhere with Stephen Dorff is because he didn't blow up the way that he would have if he was in Titanic. Yes, it's absolutely true. Sure. Also, just Titanic will be in the first line of Leonardo DiCaprio's obituary. That's true. So it's going to be the first line of Billy Zane's obituary. Yeah, not to be morbid. But when I googled, like when I looked it up on IMDb, it was like Billy Zane, Titanic, nineteen ninety-seven. It's like his thing. It's. I mean, but also like he just hasn't done much since. He's been in so much. Look at his IMDb page. You've never heard of any of these movies. He's been in three times as many films as Kate Winslet. I was shocked. Well, he's got to work, I guess. Um, Another name that I saw on Wikipedia mentioned for Jack was Chris O'Donnell, who I actually think would have been a great Jack. Sure. I agree. Would have loved it. I would have loved that. Yeah, because I think about Chris Chris O'Donnell in the Batman movies. Totally. He has that vibe. He was adorable. Yeah. Yeah, He was adorable. Did you guys see him on Grey's Anatomy? He was very Jack in that as well. I need to see that. It was season two. Just go straight there. I will say this. I don't really think Chris O'Donnell could have kind of skyrocketed the movie to... No. A billion dollars, or have you know, it made over a billion dollars. Yeah. I think it made close to two billion dollars. Leo singular office. and Leo and, Ka- and, their, and their chemistry is like enduring and special. Totally, but isn't it like weird how innocent Leo seems in this movie? Like, yes. I think that's something that really throws me off for watching it. That I'm just like, wow, you. He's also we're like small. this once. He's also yeah. quite little. Yeah. He's yes. a little guy. One yeah. other one that was really good. Billy Zane played Cal, famously, but Rob Lowe also was in the mix for that. Oh, interesting. Uh. Yeah. So Rob Lowe's a great asshole. He is a great asshole. He is a great asshole. In St. Elmo's Fire, the greatest asshole. Love that guy. And also just incredible cheekbones. Always had that naturally rosy cheeks. Love, just love Rob Lowe. And I guess this would have been pre-West Wing and pre-the like yeah. the Rob Lowe renaissance. So it might yeah. not have taken you out quite as much. Totally. It would have taken me out a little bit. Yeah, and also there's no one associated. I mean, I, at the time, I guess people did know about Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse. But it wasn't really the first thing you thought about, right? Right. At least not the general public. I, I think was he, ten, he, so I definitely was not aware. Right. Of what was nor, was, nor was I. <laughs> <laughs> nor was I. But I just think like everyone had either like a fairly blank yeah. reputation or a clean reputation, which I think it's, is important. It's good that I feel like it's good that this was for me like the big intro to Leo and Kate. Yeah. Even though Kate, I, Kate, I had actually seen Sense and Sensibility, mm-hmm. but for me, like Titanic was the defining. Yeah, definitely. And she's, she's, you know, great in it. She's amazing in it. Yeah, she really is. Um, this leads us into the half-assed internet research corner, straight, straight from the casting what-ifs. There's a lot of trivia out there about uh, Titanic. Like, just a lot. It's true. Did you come across anything in particular you were excited about? Yes, I would love to read this one totally unverified piece of casting what-if. Oh, please do. From IMDb. Again, unverified. Robert De Niro was offered the role of Captain Smith, but turned it down to a gastrointestinal infection at the time. <laughs> That's absurd for its specificity. And more importantly, Robert De Niro was not taking the role of the captain. <laughs> There's literally no way. I just wanted you to know that it's out there and someone is trying to pass that off on IMDb. That's fantastic. I thought that was really good. Um one thing that I learned, because per Cam asking about it, yes. is that the scene in which Kate Winslet spits at Billy Zane yes. apparently was improvised. I'd rather be his whore than your wife. No! I said no! 
he didn't know he was going to be spat at. She was supposed to like stab him with a hairpin instead. This is this is again unverified, but this is the rumor. And she caught him off guard at the spinning. It was like her idea. Well, I love the idea that it's improvised, and I hope it reflects some onset tension as well. Yeah, I, I hope so. Billy Zane does seem like a huge asshole. He's very good at playing one. I'm just going to say I think he's fantastic in this film. He's amazing sure. in this. I would say he's just <laughs> kind of the best pure acting performance. He has the most to work with, I would say. Mm. I agree. But yeah, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, he's he is really good. You believe him as like an asshole dude who has like everyone in his pocket. Yes. Pun intended. Like the like the the diamond. necklace, yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. There's so many facets to this movie. I like I kind of forgot about the necklace for a minute. I forgot that the whole yeah. point is to search for Le Coeur de la Mer. Yes, like that's like the, that's the propulsive force here, right? So this reminded me of a, another. There's a whole set of trivia. It's not even trivia. This is fact <laughs> that I learned while doing my half-assed internet research. And I was kind of aware of how much James Cameron wanted to go sea diving and how oh, he how in, obsessed he was with that part of the movie. But yeah. I had forgotten or maybe never knew that the whole movie was just a pitch to get a studio to pay for him yeah. to go underwater to visit the Titanic. And he did. And it turned out that he spent more time with the ship than anyone who actually rode on it in that one voyage. He wants to be buried with it, I think. <laughs> is he still obsessed? Like, is that still a thing for him? How do you give that up? I don't know. Well, because you make Avatar and Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. But I still think that he'd yeah. rather. Like, I think that he wishes there were a Titanic sequel that could be made. I think he wants to stay in that it's world. literally going to be Avatar 5. I know. I would, totally. I would love a Titanic sequel. I mean, what would happen in it? Hmm. There would just be like, I think it would be like British miniseries style. Like we would just do like the Andrea Dora or something like that. Okay. Just like, like another like ship that, that sank. You don't want to know what happens to the people on Titanic no. afterwards. Let's yeah. just run it back. Same idea, different ship, different right. time period. <laughs> Downton Abbey is in many ways yes. a sequel yeah, totally. to Titanic in that sense. Yeah, it begins with the sinking of the Titanic. Yeah. Totally. While we're talking about this deep sea diving, let's just pay our respects to the great Bill Paxton. I mean. Uh. Uh. Are you ready to go back to Titanic? He's just incredible. Really, really good in this, too. He's really good. Yeah. I continually think Big Love is one of the most underrated shows of, of the last 15 years. And he's just, a, he's great. He was so pitch perfect as, like, underwater sea diving cowboy. Just, mm-hmm. like, you know, using his bots to look for the safe and just you, I mean, everything. He's James Cameron, right? Well, ev- yeah. He's everything James Cameron wants to yeah. be and never will be. With a pierced ear. Yeah, which leads me to more research that I kind of knew about, but great. really swam Let in for a while today, yeah, which is it. just how much of an asshole James Cameron was during the filming of this oh, yeah. movie. Yeah. It's, you know, it's from everyone. Mm-hmm. It's Kate Winslet. Yeah. All of the studio executives, you know, everyone who's on set, they find different ways to talk about how he's difficult, he's demanding, he curses a lot. Kate Winslet in particular, I think, just had a truly horrific experience filming this movie. It sounds like Leo hated it, too. Yeah, I think he he is slightly more diplomatic. Like, there's there's one IMDb trivia that I couldn't source them out, but Kate Winslet swore that she would never work with James Cameron again. Okay. Important question. Yes. Yeah. And this leads into the question of what has aged the worst. Yes. Has anyone who has spent extended time with James Cameron spoken of him positively on the record? Well, didn't he meet his wife on this movie? His current wife? Yes. So not Catherine Bigelow. No. Not they were Catherine together, Bigelow. right? They were together. Because but the she, woman she who hates plays... him, doesn't he? Doesn't she now? I hope so. And she did she beat him when when Avatar and Hurt yeah, Locker. Yeah, Hurt yes. Locker. That, was like, I mean, that was like, that, was, that was a major moment. Yeah. Okay, no, so, he, so his wife. His current wife plays um, Old Rose's granddaughter. Oh, the pretty blonde. Yes. She was very pretty. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's one. So she'd be the one. Because I just want to say my nominee. Oh, I, yes. I can think of some more people. Please do. All the studio executives for oh, whom sure. he made so much money <laughs> are now very nice about him. <laughs> right. Everyone at Paramount is just like James Cameron, what a visionary. Because I just want to say, sure. I think for what's aged the worst is James Cameron's re- reputation. Like he has yeah. gone from visionary of aliens, true lies. Titanic, Terminator, to this wacky dude who made a movie about blue people who have sex with their, using their tails. It's true. With four sequels, apparently, yeah. that are already written. I would have liked another Avatar movie, so couldn't you deliver it on like it? You're gonna I think you're going to get what you're asking for. Really? Yeah. Yes. I mean... He's been saying that for five years, but sure. And I will say the best part about Avatar was the... the um, realism of the water drops in the air. So he just has a real water thing. Right. So, <laughs> so I, related, my thing that has aged the worst of okay. Titanic, which is related to yours, which is the damn boat. Yes. That is a fake ass boat. Okay? Yes. I love the boat so much. But you can do it's, it's so, so fake, fake, but I love it. It's so fake. And so James Cameron, this technical visionary, and I think, Cam, you can talk more about this, but you were so horrified because this movie is in many ways like a technical feat. Yes. Except it's not a technical feat that holds up anymore because I can see the CGI'd sky and the boat. The CGI'd sky is really bad. Yeah. It's like, the CGI sky is bad. There's, yeah. it, you, it would be better to watch that movie like in a planetarium because then the <laughs> CGI sky would blend into like the dome above you, and yeah. you, it wouldn't be as distracting. But I mean, the main reason, like, totally, the last hour of the movie is very good for like the technical feat. But really, it's just about like how many times you unnecessarily keep going back into the water in that boat. Like, yes. they keep finding reasons to almost drown. And to be that's wet, why I yeah. like the last hour. <laughs> I like the last hour because they're so stupid. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, we can get into that later, but it's a technical feat, but really I think the feat is, like, the excuse to make this movie longer than the actual sinking of the Titanic. Yes. Finding all the reasons to do that, I think, is very impressive. How long did it actually take? I think it was only, like, two oh, and a half hours. trivia that I read. Yeah. Half-ass trivia. Oh, this is... This is unverified, but apparently the runtime of the movie, two hours and 47 minutes, is also how long it took for the Titanic oh, to say. perfect. Really? That's what they say. I hope that's... I almost hope that's not true just because it's a little tacky, but... But, uh, it's really It's so James Cameron, though. It's, and he, he would be into that. Yes, Because, exactly. I mean, like, the iceberg hits, like, like perfectly in the middle of the movie. He's, like, he. I think he's into that kind of symmetry and that kind of numbers right. game. It's so funny. Like, these are such, like, basic tropes. And everyone's like, what a visionary. It's sort of yeah. like, have we has storytelling changed that much in 20 years that we look back on this and we're just like, what a goofy movie? Because some of the dialogue is also just laughable. Like, just I so I insane. Really wouldn't, and like he's never really understood how two people interact. Right. Yeah, and it's funny, like not even Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, who are two very talented act- yeah. actors, can totally sell it. Like sometimes it just kind of gets yeah. gummed up in their mouths. It's very funny. Um, yeah. Do you have a moment or something? Oh, something to you other than the effects that age particularly badly? What if I said that rewatching it this time, I was like, "Wow, this didn't age that badly." <laughs> I <laughs> it like didn't, it. I like it. It didn't age as badly as I like. I think Avatar at some point, all the CGI and that's gonna not look great. But maybe why I like the reason that this boat kind of always looked a little fake to me is because that holds up in a way. Like it's not the, immersive in the same way Avatar is. So yeah, like so those kind of practical effects, I think, will be fine for me. And like then I'll just think like it is like a theme park ride, right? Um, right. But like the CGI stuff, like in other movies, I think is always worse. Sure. In terms of aging. All right. Well, then what age is the best? 
I think it's Leo and Kate's chemistry, and like there is sure. no movie here without them just hitting it off. And like, I get really involved yeah. in it in the romance. Yes, yes. Like, when she jumps off the lifeboat, I'm like, "You're so stupid," <laughs> but I love this. Absolutely, there's so many cute moments between them. Like, I'm so, I'm sorry to fangirl out, I, but it's true. I watched the end of this last night after you know at like 11 p.m. and I got really emotional. I was just alone in my living room, being like, "This is moving." Yeah. I'm so moved. I'll never but I'm also sickened with myself at like how as I'm watching I'm like god like I hate how you can just see like the mechanics of the script working and you can see like he has to be poor in a certain way she has to be like repressed in a certain way when she calls the Titanic a slave ship in the beginning oh my god <laughs> that's what's aged the worst actually yeah. that's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. we found it. Good job. that was already bad but uh, I just even as I like watch it and I'm just like man the script was like I can feel every beat coming it's just like there's something there I don't know I don't know all right, let's just get into our most rewatchable scenes. But first, let's talk about our sponsors. Let me tell you about Hotel Tonight. It's an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It sounds counterintuitive, but unlike flights, hotel rates usually get cheaper at the last minute. And Hotel Tonight helps hotels sell their unsold rooms, allowing them to pass those deals along to you. These aren't last resort places. They're actually cool, top-rated hotels you want to stay in. And with so many awesome partner hotels in a ton of different countries, Hotel Tonight can help you find a great hotel almost anywhere. It's perfect for a spontaneous getaway or finally going on that trip you've been wanting to take for a while. I think about using it all the time, and in fact, occasionally I have. I use it in Las Vegas, where I stayed at the Palazzo. I used it in New Orleans, where I stayed at a truly oasis-like Marriott Courtyard, and I will never forget it. It was just a wonderful time. Even though the app's name is Hotel Tonight, you can actually book in advance. All it takes is 10 seconds, just three taps, and a swipe. So get in on these killer last-minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. Juliet. Yes, Amanda. We would also like to tell people about Sonos. Yes, I love Sonos. I do too. Two speakers in my home. Nice. One I've, in only, the... I've only got one, but if I had a bigger home, maybe I'd have two. I've got one in the kitchen, which nice. really revolutionizes the cooking process. Awesome. That's cool. the only time I figure it out to listen to podcasts. I don't Smart. understand when other people do, but that's when I do. Anyway, I'm a big fan of Sonos. And also Playbase. Everything sounds better on Playbase. Movies, sports, TV shows, gaming. Playbase adds dynamic, pulse-pounding sound to whatever's playing on your TV and streams your favorite music, like the Sirius Beatles channel, which is Mm. the only thing I listen to at home, when it's off. Truth is, most TVs end up on stands and furniture, exactly what Playbase was created for. Its low-profile design practically disappears beneath your TV, yet it fills your entire viewing room with epic home theater audio. Start with a Playbase and add sub and a pair of Play Ones for a full surround sound system. You can even send TV or music sound around your entire home. Just add Sonos smart speakers in other rooms, and they'll wirelessly sync to your home theater. It's magic. And now, for the first time ever, Sonos is offering listeners of The Rewatchables 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Just use the promo code REWATCHABLES10 at Sonos.com to receive this exclusive offer. And now, let's return to the Titanic. Okay, Amanda, hit me with your most rewatchable scene. You know it's gotta be I'm King of the World. I'm the King of the World! I'm the what else are you here for other than for like tiny Leonardo DiCaprio standing up on the front of a boat and yelling one of the 
top 20 most iconic film lines, whether it's good or bad. It's actually really cheesy, but it's hilarious. It's also just kind of the essence of the movie. If you can't be on board with Leo standing on a ship being like, I'm the king of the world, then you're not going to have a fun time. That's true. You don't even know what fun is. I still really feel that scene, though. Like when I'm like, yeah, I totally want to be on a boat, like totally my arms out flying. Actually, being in open water is one of my uh, biggest fears. Uh, That's it is a really good scene. It's very sweet. It's very pure. We can can all support it. It's it's also a little funny, but it's the essence of the movie, and that's kind of when you know I turned it on the other night. And immediately slacked both of you to say, Titanic is on. We're about to hit King of the World, which <laughs> yeah. is, that's that's what you want from a movie yeah. watchable scene. Yeah. Of course. Cam? Okay. Well, I'm like very like sentimental. Mm. My favorite scene is the saddest scene when the string quartet starts. Oh, the- oh, yeah. oh yeah. I don't know why that's my most watchable thing. Well, because it's cathartic in a way. It's also, like- as we were discussing, the music is actually beautiful and yeah. one of the yes. most underrated parts of the movie. James oh, yeah. Horner, may he rest in peace, yeah. did a right. phenomenal job with the score. And then it gave way to one of the biggest hits of all time. Oh, yeah. I didn't get yeah. to say that's my what's aged the best is the music. The music has get. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to, to No, it's fine, that. but I agree. Yeah. yeah. That's all. It's it's phenomenal. It's really rousing. It hits yeah. a lot of emotional notes. It's great for doing some work in your office. I was also very surprised when we watching it. I, every cue is sort of embedded in my head. I'm yes. like, oh, this one. And I have a, an emotional reaction to them, which is a little bit about how many times the soundtrack was played in my high school, sure. I suppose. Or, you know. Sure. Also, Mine too. What is with that? That soundtrack, like, Well, you guys, it's the bi- it was the biggest movie of all time <laughs> with the biggest song of all time. That's what happened. Yeah, but I mean, even, even like, not even the Celine Dion song, but, like, the actual the score. score. Right, like, because when you're 10 or 11 or 12 or 13, you get a CD. It's hand it to you or you did and then you put it in your CD player and just listen to it through so you're just like well now I'm stuck with this music without words until I get to Celine Dion what if I told you and I cannot believe this is like wow this is just dislodged from my buried memories I put songs from the Titanic score excluding Celine Dion on a mixtape for someone. That's beautiful. In fifth grade. I love Isn't it. that beautiful? Yeah I support it. <laughs> I, I love musical score. I love movie scores. I don't think it was a good mixtape move if you're trying yeah, to like woo say, someone. I think that's really beautiful. And like also, do you remember how it was received? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember how it was received and not responded to. Oh, no. Oh, no. But because no, it was like, heart. what was I doing oh, putting Titanic heart. score like because... from the boat sinking? Also, what's, oh. the me- what's the message there? Like, we're going to die together? <laughs> or like, one of us is going to no, die? No, I think the message was, to your point about like monoculture, I think the message was like, this is a movie that we both love. Right. And I know that you're going to know that this is the song that's playing when the ship's sinking. Right. And like, oh this is the God. song that's playing when I'm, she's like naked. My heart actually can't take how wonderful this is. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, oh, Cam, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard. It is really beautiful. I hope whoever got that mixtape is listening. And I hope so too. Regrets, yeah. regrets how they acted. Oh man, that's, that's, that's beautiful. It's a good score. It is a really it's good a great score. score. It's definitely one, of, definitely like an, all, an all-timer. Um, my most rewatchable scene is the dinner is the dinner when Jack gets to come. Oh, and they try I love that scene. How do you take a caviar, sir? No caviar for me, thanks. Never did like it much. And where exactly do you live, Mr. Dawson? Well, right now my address is the RMS Titanic. After that, I'm on God's good humor. 
And how is it you have means to travel? I work my way from place to place. You know, tramp steamers and such. But I won my ticket on Titanic here at a lucky-handed poker. A very lucky hand. Hmm. All life is a game of luck. Hmm. A real man makes his own luck, Archie. Right, Dawson? Hmm. And you find that sort of rootless existence appealing, do you? Uh, Cal and the mom try to embarrass him. Like, it just won't work. He's unflappable. He rejects the caviar and yes. in the great lineage of Pretty Woman doesn't know how to use this all the silverware in front of him yeah. and Kathy Bates goes yes. go from the outside in I've never forgotten that and that's I how I learned table manners <laughs> likewise likewise I didn't know I learned that learned table manners from this movie yeah it's a great scene um, Kathy he, Bates is really good in it too she's very good in this movie which I forgot she, she, she really is, is very good however her commitment to good acting somehow uh, is dissonant with the lines she was asked to read and she has like <laughs> some, of the, some of the worst worst dialogue like just really bad it's true she has to be sort of like the only note of girl power which is a term that makes me sad but she has to be the liberated woman and and she's crass right because she's new money and she's supposed to be the one who doesn't really know she's 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 from downtown downtown Molly Brown Um, (laughs) but I I love that scene and then it leads into my second favorite scene which is when um, they go uh, Rose meets him in steerage and they go dancing and there's like the Irish dancers and she stands on she's on her toes she's chugging beer looks like a great time very good. It looks like an amazing party. Look, looks really fun. I would love to hang. I also, lo- you know, everyone knows or knows the feeling of having like been in formal wear for many hours and then finally getting to like take your shoes off, undo your tie, and like really like let loose. So it just like seemed really yeah. fun. Yes, I just also love it. Has the adorable moment when Leo t- says to the little girl, "You're yes. still my number one yeah. girl, Cora," so which is cute. top five dreamy Leo moments in this movie. Oh, I also really love good. that I've never forgotten Cora's name. I forget <laughs> so many names, but Cora sticks. Well, with he me. says it with a very specific he does. Leo. Like, like the way he like just says it. Let's do an impromptu, impromptu top five Leo dreaminess because okay. it's, it's a great list. That's number one. Number two for yes. me is when he calls her an indoor girl. You look like kind of an indoor girl. That's oh, that's true. Amazing. Mm, I love that line. How about when his hair is falling over his forehead when he's drawing her? Yeah, the concentration face while drawing her is a pretty good one. Have we ever seen concentration face ever again? No. That was a one-time only Leonardo DiCaprio event. Can you believe that he wasn't nominated for this? I know. It is pretty shocking. It's it's sad to me. Though, honestly, if he'd won for this, his whole career is different. It's That's true. Because he's not, you know, he doesn't have the No Oscar chip on hunger. his shoulder. Exactly. Yeah, he and also, leads to good Then places. he's officially the guy from the boat. Yeah. So That's, That's true. true. It worked out. He had to keep striving. But now he's yeah. the guy from the plank still. Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, number four, number four, Jamie Leo, when he is, she jumps back onto the boat and he's like, Rose, what are you doing? You're oh so my God, stupid. I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's God, real, that one it's really, really good. Yeah. Oh, man. So good. And yeah. that's like another like classic scene. That's you jump, I jump. Yes. I mean, there's yeah. just there's just so many. It's a classic, classic movie. Yeah. And none of the things we've listed so far are even from when the boat starts sinking. Which no, the, the last one is. That's true. With yeah. your... But no, you're right. Most of them are from before. I would say number five, Jamie Leo, is when he's still um, humorous and fun when he's um, uh, drowning because his hands are handcuffed to a uh, metal pipe, oh, right. and his his girl has a giant axe that she's never wielded before, and he's like making jokes about how he hopes she hits him, hits the right place. Right, and they do the kind of the test, yeah. of hit it in exactly the same place, and then it goes across yeah. the dresser. It's very good. Yeah, really yeah. good. That scene is terrifying to me. Even as I know that it's going to work out, I just she picks up the axe. <laughs> And I just get really anxious. It's true. <laughs> because I think it's partially because like Leo is so pretty in this movie. There's something about like her with an axe swinging it in his direction that's just very stressful for me. 
Yeah. I agree. It's just keep, very stressful. Keep that face pretty. Yeah, I right? I agree. Totally. One thing that's funny is I, I don't remember his press tour quite as much as I remember hers. Like, I just feel like, obviously, he is central to what's happening here, but I felt like she really kind of got catapulted in a way that he didn't, maybe because he was more famous to begin with. I think it was mm. a little bit also because the movie was released in December and the Oscar nominations came pretty quickly after that, if right. I recall. And so... She was nominated and thus was willing to do more press, and he was sulking at home. I mean, he did not go to the Oscars because he wasn't nominated, remember? No, I don't yeah. remember. I remember that. Yeah, he didn't go. I think the quote was, it's just not for me, man, which is what he said to James Cameron. Oh, my but God. But yeah, he didn't go. Oh, interesting. So I think that he was, I have always gotten the impression that he's not the most proud of Titanic as uh, an example of his acting work, but I think he was kind of salty. He wouldn't be the most proud of it, but he should be. Right. I mean, do you think that he prefers The Revenant to Titanic? Probably. Yes. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is a beautiful, humorless man or was a beautiful, humorless man. What's your favorite Leo movie? Romeo and Juliet. What's your favorite Leo movie? Wolf of Wall Street. Interesting. Mine's Catch Me If You Can. Oh, very charming. Sure. Three three very different Leos. But that's that is such speaks so much to like his place in the culture, which is that he he doesn't give that many interviews when he does. Like they're very rich tax as a result. Yes, they are. And we see him so much more than we hear from him that, like, all of these, like, things, like, these quotes, like, stick out. And I think that's one of the reasons also why Titan- he's so amazing at Titanic is, like, yeah. it's just so much him in, like, a kind of, like, in a, a type of role he's never really played again. Very true. I want to meet the person who thinks that Blood Diamond is the best. Oh, my God. <laughs> I actually don't want to meet <laughs> Accent Leo is worse Leo. I hate when he does Accent Leo is absolutely oh. the worst Leo. Where do you guys stand on um, Gangs of New York? We watched it recently. Better than I remembered. Amanda? Hard pass. <laughs> I'm, I'm so in. I, I love knew, that movie. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> It's just so good. I also love Cameron Diaz in that movie, and I'm willing oh, to say wow. that Me too. on record. I mean, wow. Daniel Day-Lewis is incredible in it. He's amazing in he, it. And Leo's good with him. I, he holds his own. And he's amazing coming after Leo. I think Leo's still like in his like like ingenue phase. It's weird that like Leo had a phase where he could be like the prey. Yeah. And then he was in The Revenant, and he was like eating horses or whatever. Um, this is really mean, but I think that his, the change in his career is like directly tied to his weight gain. Like I think he kind of stopped. Yeah, he playing. became a bigger guy. Yeah, he yeah. stopped playing those characters when he like bulked up. Yeah, I mean he became more imposing. For sure, for sure. Frankly. Because I I just googled it. Billy Zane and Leonardo DiCaprio same height, and Billy Zane just seems like he towers over him. Oh, I did not know that they were the same height. I, at least according to the internet, who knows? And also right. maybe Leo grew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's say I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio is just like seeding Google results with the height that you just Google. It's fine. You're welcome, Leo. Um, unintentional comedy award. I would like to give it to Kathy Bates. I'm sorry. That's fine. She's very good. But some of the things that she says are just like, when she's supposed to be like body, are just so absurd and like dumb. Just dumb. I I agree. Well, but I feel like that's partially intentional, but even by those standards, I agree. I'm going with Drami like one of your French girls. Mm. I love that. Which is my favorite of the internet memes. Nice. Still, I mean, it's it's very funny. It's really good. It's really good. So uh, more trivia. Maybe this is well known, but I just learned mm-hmm. that the first scene Kate and Leo ever did together was when she was naked for the Draw Me Like One of Your French Girls. And James Cameron, I think this is well known, is the one who did the drawing of her. Yeah, and that, that they reversed the shot to make it look like he's a righty, even though he's a lefty. And <laughs> that's the tone that was set for filming this movie. Let's begin with this scene. So wow. the, the only like like slightly racy part of the movie came on day one of film of principal photography, as they say in the biz, or so I've been told. 
What is that like? I don't know. <laughs> I have, I literally can't fathom it. It's one of the reasons I'm not an actress. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's a very charming bit in the Inside the Actors Studio segment that I just yeah. watched with Kate Winslet after uh, she has read several of her diary entries from Titanic, which are not happy. But she's talking about the scene, and she actually doesn't she doesn't say that it was the first one, but she kind of says, you know, it was awkward for a minute, and then by the end. I'm just sitting there trying to figure out if I lie like this, what do my breasts look like? And then if I lie this way, is it better? And she was just kind of like, it so it becomes so mechanical at some point of trying to figure it out that it's okay. But I like the image of everyone just kind of simultaneously giving notes. It's very she, cute. I think she has potential as a physical, like as a physical comedic actress. Yeah, and I'd like I her. Yeah. I'd like her to be in those roles. She's funny in one of my favorite films, The, the Holiday. Holiday. I was yeah, like, you're she's... just basing this on The Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> and her interviews. I stand by that. Yeah. I support you there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Cam. Do you have a nominee for uh, Best Unintentional Comedy? Okay. This is small, but the sound that Gloria Stewart makes when she throws the heart of the ocean into the water. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, uh, I oh mean, God! The, the ocean plotline is sort of unintentional comedy. It's for sure. absolutely unintentional what comedy. On Earth, remember when Britney Spears made a music video about oh the heart of the ocean? <laughs> Isn't that yes, baby? I went down to the bottom yes. of the ocean, got it for you. <laughs> what on Earth? <laughs> so good. God, the nineties were wild. They, they really, were amazing. They were really wild. We were all impressionable teenagers during that. What on Earth? Um, the true gift of unintentional comedy, though, is all the memes that have emerged. Like you, you spoke yes. to them, yeah. but like the the hardcore memeing of Titanic in the last like three to four years has been a true gift to all of us. And James Cameron never could have seen that one coming. No, but thank you for giving us the source material. I just learned today that there's a whole genre of meme that it's like um, not sexual sexual jokes involving the boat. Like it shows. I would say they're a little sexual. <laughs> they're pretty sexual. I would they're say like, if you're driving with children, maybe turn it down for the next two, 20 seconds. Here's one that I'm looking at right now. It's the boat at almost 90 degrees. So it's like sinking. And it says, goes down on the first date. <laughs> just to be clear, this is also not even an image of the boat from the movie. It's just like, it's like an drawing. illustration of the Titanic. It's like the drawing that goes with the book, like A Night to Remember or whatever. Yeah, I read yeah. that book when I was. I totally read that book after the movie. Yeah. My, my mom was really into making sure that you were aware of, of like all the actual history before being immersed emerged into a um, oh. immersed into a historical experience. So, like That's I had to memorize the Gettysburg Address before oh, wow. going to Gettysburg. Had to read Night to Remember before seeing Titanic. Anyway, this absolutely this picture could have been on that book, but I, it's amazing. There's just so many good ones. That's fantastic. There was also the famous. Jack would have fit on the bo- the board. Mm. Yeah. Meme. Yeah, absolutely. Which I feel Jack like... Jack didn't have to die. Yeah. He didn't. But he did by the rules of the movie he did. Sure, by sure. the rules of a romance movie. Well, yeah. so are we sure the boat... Are we sure that it wouldn't sink? Yeah. I know Mythbusters did this, but, like, I'm out on this. I think it would have taken some effort. I think it's we... too easy to say that he yeah. just could have gotten on there. James Cameron, like, for all that's wrong with him, I just think should be exempt from, like, all well actually. It's like, you know, yeah, this agree. man is dreaming big. <laughs> He's done a lot of research. Let's yeah. just go with him on this journey. It'll be more fun if we do. It's definitely not the largest problem in the movie, for sure. So. No, def- definitely it's not. the heart of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it never falls out of the jacket at any point? At any point. Yeah, anyway. And all that water. Yeah. Really good point. Thank you. Um, Dion Waiters Award for the best heat check performance by a role player. Billy Zane. Yeah. yeah. 
Busy. Yeah. yeah. I was really Billy astonished Zane. last night when we were watching. I really, a tour de force by Billy Zane. Very handsome in this really movie, good. too. Yeah. He throws the table over. And also at the end when he's looking for her on the deck of the Carpathia. Did I get that mm-hmm. history I think right? That's right. Yeah. Thank you. And then he looks so emotional, and you can tell he kind of loves her under all of it. I was very moved. He He's good in it. He definitely yeah. is. Okay. He's also the most sort of like, it's not flashy. He's sort of like mm-hmm. part of the ensemble. Yes. He is. He really yeah. is quite good. Okay, now on to the most important category of the day, in mm-hmm. my opinion. What is the best catchphrase? Let's throw out the nominees first. Yeah. I'm the king of the world. Duh. I'll never let go. You jump, I jump. Draw me like one of your French girls. One of my favorites, which is not really acknowledged, but one of my college roommates and I say a lot. Iceberg, right ahead. <laughs> uh, women and children. Women and children. Yeah, women and children first. What else? I, I've me? always had a soft spot for... They called Titanic the ship of dreams, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> do, 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 yeah, okay. That's when they're, it's when, that's the transition from underwater. Well, I just vividly remember this because it's the transition from underwater, like the camera's going underwater, and then it goes yeah. up into the hall, and suddenly you're an old 19, whatever year. 14? Sounds right. 12? Let's go with it. 12. 1912. 12. 12. 12. 12. Right. Because I remember that from being a Titanic excessive at. 10 because of this movie. Oh, cool. Cool. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Make It Count is my favorite, but it's for my favorite scene. So, okay. When he's also, he writes it in the note, tells everyone to make it count. Just cute. Cam? I love that scene. I, you jump, you jump, I jump. You jump, I is, jump. Is my favorite, I think. So, you jump, I jump, I think, has been replaced by If You're a Bird, I'm a Bird from the notebook. Oh, fair. Yeah, that's true. And just in like the consciousness. But Amanda and I were discussing this. Is there, like, I think the notebook might not be relevant to teens anymore. It's probably not. Like, what has replaced it as, like, the romance film? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, I think it might be The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, oh yeah. Fair. But there I don't go. know if there's, like, a line from that, no. really. So we can stick with you, Jump by Jump. Why aren't there more romance epics? They're great movies. Because this was disguised as an action movie, and so that's why all the people want to see it. There's literally totally. no action. We, what, we like uh, the action. The, a is... ship sinks. What are you talking about? It takes an hour. They built a whole fake boat in a tub. <laughs> Did they actually sink it when they filmed it? I don't think it was that deep. The '90s were a big time for gigantic wow. tubs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice, nice cam. There was the waterfalls music video. Then there was Titanic. Just a lot of like fake uh, water expanses. And and like like. Huge vehicles like Conair yes. and uh, Air Force One. So transportation was having a moment. I mean, I love a disaster movie with transportation. I do yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. Speed, Speed 2. Those are rewatchables. Yeah. I was furious that Twister didn't make it onto the rewatchable list, and I consider that a transportation movie since it's about getting the, the Dorothy to, to fly. Thank you, Cam. We can- there's still time. I'm furious. We so, have to do okay. Twister. It's right. the best. It's an incredible film. I mean, also, like, between also this and Twister, Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. I'll never let go, Jack. <laughs> totally. Which I yell all the time. I especially say it to coworkers in an appropriate moment to convey uh, camaraderie. I'll never let go. I promise. That's really it's nice. A nice one. Well, it's also had a second life in Gilmore Girls when Rory said it. That's yeah. true. And it was the name of the club that her one one time. That's true. And spoiler alert: potential baby daddy. This club was the. I'll, uh, Are jump, we potentialing that? I think that wasn't oh, pretty dumb. Well, could be the Star Wars. Dude. Here's that one other guy. Wow, Gilmore <laughs> Girls. What took a real turn? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's go atop of Apex Mountain. Okay. Who reached their apex in this film? 
Gonna go with James Cameron. James Cameron is the only answer. And Billy Zane. Okay, I'll go with. I'll definitely go with Billy Zane. James Cameron. Yeah, I. I like. I like Terminator movies. You do. I do. Wow. Bigger yeah, I guess that's I and the alien sort of and culturally, James Cameron obviously reached his apex. I think. I mean, certainly he has not gotten past this, like personally. No. Like I don't see him like doing deep dives back into the Terminator world. He's still digging around in the Titanic. So for him, this is definitely psychologically <laughs> the apex. Yeah, cultural yeah. significance, if not actual filmmaking technique. I mean, like, how do you even sure. get beyond this? Sure. I mean, I guess you kind of really can't are, but. This. I don't know. He's trying to with Avatar, but, but I think like, it's taking him five Avatars. A fatal flaw of Avatar is that handsome Sam Worthington's face barely appears. Thank you for saying that. Like, that has been my main problem with that movie. Well, just think about how much handsome Leonardo DiCaprio means to the Titanic. I agree. It could have been different. Show me a little more Sam Worthington. He's a star right now. I need evidence that Sam Worthington can really act before you, you, you put more of his really face in point. Avatar. <laughs> Just going to go ahead and put that out there. I'm not saying it's not possible. I would like to give him the chance. It's worth considering. I haven't had that evidence yet. Okay, fair That's enough. That's true. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's combine picking nits and probably unanswerable questions. Uh, they, they tend to go hand in hand, okay, in my I've opinion. Okay, so many. Yes, please go, Amanda. Okay, so open waters. Yes. Why is no one seasick? Hmm. Oh, great question. So I get really seasick and I'm like, I'll never go on a boat ride. As do I. I've heard that on cruise liners like the Titanic, you don't feel the rocking quite as much. Can confirm that that's not true. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I when I've been, I don't get seasick, but when I've been on a cruise. Like, yeah. And the only time I've been was not even on open waters. It was just like very close to the British coast. Oh, so if you're in the middle of the Atlantic. I think some things are going awry. Interesting. Okay. Compare it also with the film Brooklyn, which had a real impact on me, not as a film, but as on a portrayal of seasickness. Because mm. that first trip, <laughs> she's the only one who eats and then spends all night barfing. Yeah. Um, I'm just asking. Okay. What else? You know, I wondered last night why they needed to make Rose an American. Yes. Great yeah. question. Because obviously Kate Winslet is British, and also there were plenty of kind of British heiresses of the Downton Abbey variety marrying rich people. Mm-hmm. Although I guess technically now that I think about it, it was usually more mm. the men with the titles who were marrying the American heiresses for their money. Right, like in Downton sure. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I'm just okay. saying, it could have been plausible. Okay. Um, what We haven't really touched on this, but like, what did you think of Kate Winslet, her whole styling, her whole look? Ooh. Yeah, the makeup, I have some questions. It's, I, it's fascinating. A lot of very red lips. A lot of very, very pasty makeup that seems to cling to her even through all sorts of water being thrown in her face. And like kind of dark eyeliner to also exacerbate the paleness of the... It's very confusing. Do you like her hats? Mm. Sure. I mean, here's the thing. She I looks. I just of, wanted to part of mention the, best, the hats. That's part of her her whole look is the hats. I mean, that's her entrance. It's like she gets out a little buggy, and it's like her hand, yeah. and then it's that hat. I like that you called it a buggy. Yeah, is that like the word? It's like a carriage. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's a buggy because she's American. Sure, you're so right. She's like a little bit more. Down you're right. It's a buggy. <laughs> I think she looks great for the first half of the movie, and then I yeah. guess I have to applaud the film for its realism because she definitely looks like she's been running, except for the fact that the makeup is sticking to her face. She looks like she's been running around in a sinking ship for two and a half hours. She's pretty soggy, yeah. I I prefer second half Kate. Really? Yes. As a look? (laughs) Yes. I like the long red hair. 
I uh, like the dress she wears for the second half of the movie. Sure. I'm talking about once like that dress is fully it's waterfly, waterfly. And she's wearing like the, <laughs> the stop overcoat. making sense overcoat right. with the necklace that never falls out. And the hair is really quite damp. Yes. Yes. It's, well, you know, it's, I come to work with wet hair often. So. Again, it's a realistic portrayal. You look great. Thanks. It's a realistic portrayal of what she might look like, but, you know, Leo looks perfect. Yeah. It's like barely it's anything has happened he, like, to him. Well, he's just really handsome. Well, I'm just saying. It's true that, like, hardly a hair on his head is out of place. Yeah. That's, uh, he also Even starts... as he's freezing, it's, like, frozen perfectly into place. Right. Yeah, there's there's no ex, there's no explanation except like you have a handsome man in the movie, you want to make him look as handsome as possible. Right. Yeah, that's the only explanation. Yeah. and like sorry, Kate wins that you weren't as famous yet. You didn't get the same treatment. But she's also the one who goes on like the real emotional psychological journey. He's kind of like the he has a journey, but like well, he dies a right. and b. So, like she's the one who's like being liberated or right. whatever. Right. So I, I have another nitpicking question about that. Okay. I would love to talk about Rose's emotional journey okay. and yes. psychological journey. <laughs> Sure, I think that this is it's a great movie. I love the movie and I don't think that she should marry Billy Zane. But yeah. I'm just also like, is she really jumping off a lifeboat for this dude that she met like this <laughs> three days ago? Three days ago. They've already had sex. Like, what does she yeah. think's gonna happen? Well, she's well, like, based on the the hand, it seemed like it was good. Yeah. So she didn't she didn't wasn't ready to give up on that yet. You know? Sure. I always thought of it as like a callback to like her wanting to jump off the Titanic and Jack being like, you won't jump off. And then like later it's like, well, well I jump off a sure. lifeboat for you. I don't, th- I don't think James Cameron's that clever, but I do think that right. like... Yeah, I don't think he's that clever either, but I was going to say it's sort of like in, in all, at all times she chooses Jack. Yeah. So As do we all. And, yes. he, and she learns, like when she spits at Billy Zane, it's definitely a throwback to when Jack teaches her how to spit. Yeah. Yes. I never thought about that before. Great point, Cam. I paid, I paid a lot of attention to Kate Winslet in this movie because she's the person I can't take my eyes off in the movie. So would you say she won the movie for you? She definitely wins the movie. She and the iceberg win the movie. <laughs> well, the iceberg is like, goes, it's like kind of like the big boss of the movie. It is. She is really good. It, it, I mean, of all, the, of all of the careers that are affected, hers is most dramatically affected. Absolutely. She's yeah. more the girl on the boat than he's the boy on the boat, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that true? I think that she's more defined by her relationship with Leonardo DiCaprio than he is by his with her. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is says a lot just about like women in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. But, That's a very good point. But it's sort of like a talking yeah. point. When you when you Google her, YouTube her, Leonardo DiCaprio like always comes up. Whereas with him, there's a lot more women and there's a yeah. lot of other models and jet <laughs> yeah. skis and other right. things to choose from. But yeah. also a lot more desperation. Totally. Yeah. That's she true. she is the most humanizing thing about him, like in just in general. Yeah. Like their friendship is one of the sweetest, maybe the only kind of like genuine, humane, sweet thing about him in like his not in, in general, but like in his public persona. Yes, yeah, exactly. Or the only thing that gives him a bit of personality. Yeah. He's otherwise a pretty dry like The fact that she hasn't renounced him does speak well in his favor for me. Does it? She might be insane. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Don't put that in my head. I don't know. She's married to someone with the last name Rock and Rolla. Who can get past that? <laughs> and named her child Bear. But he's Bear oh, Winslet. No. And nice. she was, and I think Ellen asked whether his name would be Bear Rock and Rolla. And she was like, Ellen, I'm an adult. So. <laughs> I love it. Shout out to Kate Winslet. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That awesome. That's awesome. Who do you think won the movie? I think you gotta go with Leo. Mm-hmm. Because it's not peak Leo for me. Sure. That's Romeo and Juliet, but it's close. I think 
Like I said before, if he wins the Oscar, then it becomes a totally different career for him. And he's very charming in it. He became extremely famous from it and now can do literally whatever he wants, which he mm. has exploited for the last 20 years in terms of making all sorts of weird movies. I'm torn. I, you've both laid out very good cases for both of them. I I want to I want to say Kate Winslet because it feels like the right thing to say to like support a great breakout performance. But Leo's just so damn cute and charming. He really is. That's fine. You can also. I'm here's, sorry. How about this? Kate Winslet's breakout performance is Sense and Sensibility. It's true. You're absolved. You that, can like Leo. That's true. You're right. You're right. There you uh, go. Ultimately, though, for me, it is their chemistry. Like they're the yeah. Because all I really care about is like the romance, which is why I don't like when the boat starts to sink. Well, I'm just like I liked the romance stuff. I like but the, the romance the is so important to the boat sinking. That's what's ludicrous and beautiful about the movie to me. It's that like the boat is sinking and she literally is still hung up on this dude. I can't. Get I over really that. relate to that. I love I just, that like, so much. I would be like. I, that would be so be me. I would just be like, I would jump back on as well. I think that's one of the reasons I like this movie is that I would just do that too. I think I would too, but maybe not for a total stranger. That's, I know, that's the thing. That's what's actually very affecting about this movie. I was watching it late last night and I'm just like, oh, can you imagine being, and I find when all the children are being separated from the parents, I find it kind of really upsetting. And can you imagine right. being, you're in a crisis and you can't be with your loved one anymore, you're being forcibly separated? That's horrible. And I think the movie does a pretty good job of dramatizing that, yeah. except she met this guy like 24 hours ago. It's the ultimate vacation yeah. fling. She I, doesn't want to let I go. I guess so. <laughs> I try to rationalize like that making sense by also remembering that she's also so over like somehow being a rich girl. Yeah. Like, oh, she's, she's so 17 over her years old. So here's another question I wanted to ask. Yeah. Jack and Rose meet, have a love affair, go downstairs, do the little dancing jig, uh, and then the Titanic makes it to New York with no problem. What does she do and how long does it take her to realize that she's made a mistake? Whew, good question. Wow. New new girl, new city, new name. Half the time she's known Jack, so one and a half days. Yeah, I was going to say. I think that if the ship doesn't sink, other things don't. Like, the reason she goes back to save Jack is because as the ship is sinking, she realizes how much of a dick Cal is. Like, there's a point, like, when she spits in his face, it's because she realizes that Cal, like, set Jack up. Mm-hmm. So I think that if the ship's not sinking, that doesn't happen, and that she thinks back in her mind to the corset scene where her mom's like trying to strangle her body and is like, no, I don't want my mom to be poor. I don't want to give everything up. I would. I think she be, is practical if the ship doesn't sink and she doesn't go with Jack. The corset scene is such a trope in like American epic. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like one of but the... But she's tying the hell out of that corset. Yeah, but like have you... Um, when I was a kid, I really loved Meet Me in St. Louis. Yeah. And like those have like the really epic corset scenes. Scarlett O'Hara does it and Gone yeah. with the Wind. Like it's such like a... That's like the... It's so James Cameron to me. It's like such an unimaginative way of conveying a certain like class or whatever. Yeah, which maybe is correct. I don't. I don't know. But it's like sort class of class based passive aggressiveness. Yeah, you have to basically. Have that corset. Yeah, let's cinch that waist, girls. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks painful. Yeah, totally. I think that I think she like if the ship doesn't sink, she's like, oh, I don't want my mom to like almost kill me again. Totally. I mean, we could do I could do a whole riff here about how Spanx is such a revolutionizing thing, as you know, <laughs> tied tie to this. But <laughs> anyway, all right. So it's a, it's a toss up between Kate and Leon, who ultimately wins. But doesn't James Horner win? You're right, James Horner and Celine Dion. We have barely talked about her, but oh wow, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think ultimately, man, the number of times that that song got played, and in carpools and at high school dances. Oh my god, totally. I was in middle school uh, when this came out. I think right. 
It was of ninety seven. So then, yeah, I I had three three years of middle school dances for that song to play, and it was just arms straight out on the shoulders of a boy rocking. And oh yeah, it was just the best. I'm I've never gotten sick of the song somehow. I, I and I feel like I've heard it so many times. But it for me is like in the like. I will always love you level that if key it comes change. on. That yeah. key change is up there with I will always love exactly. you in terms of dramatic power. It's, I love a key change. Wherever you are, I believe that my heart will go <laughs> I love a key change. I even I just remember because I wasn't really huge on watching the Oscars as a kid because like I wasn't going to see most of the movies, but I remember watching this Oscars and I remember Celine performing and like it was like a big totally. Yeah. Well, this was I was saying I think this was definitely the most important Oscars of my childhood because this yeah. was also this was Titanic and this was Goodwill Hunting, and so this was when yeah. I first discovered I was really into Matt Damon in 1997. I was here for that. I think I was in fact more of a Matt Damon person than a Leonardo DiCaprio I person. Think that's I was at the time too. I still am. And yes. I was really, really moved by, I mean, I I loved that movie. And then Oprah was really in the Oscar interview game in mm. 1997, 1998. And she I vividly really remember both the Kate Winslet Oscar special, Oprah special, and the Ben Affleck, Matt Damon Oprah special, which I remember recording on VHS. And that's also famously the one where Matt Damon broke up with Minnie Driver on Oprah. Oof. Yeah. There's so much to be written about Oprah's movie specials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've got yes. a place for you to do that like, as a frankly, movie writer. Frankly, there's a lot there. Yeah. That, that Celine song also came a year after she did the Up Close and Personal song. Oh, that's oh, a real, true. real classic. She had just a real run. The second she half really of the did. 90s, she just dominated. Yeah. And, this, and, the, and like everyone else in the movie, it catapulted her to a different level, at least in America. She was already huge in Canada, I guess. Yeah. No, but, you're, I think that's, I, yeah. I, she wasn't. She. I knew who Celine Dion was before this movie. She also got. She, she got a new haircut for the Titanic tour. It was a little bit different from the up close and personal look. Oh. And then like the hits just kept coming from her. It's. It, it was it's like a perfect it, song. It was the beginning of Celine in America. Yeah. And we've still got her. She's in Vegas. Go check her out. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the Rewatchables. I'm Juliette Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. I'm Cameron Collins. Thanks for listening. You can listen to many more rewatchables with our colleagues and friends. They've covered movies like Speed, Point Break, Silence of the Lambs, Me and Amanda's You've Got Mail. There's plenty. So subscribe to the rewatchables on iTunes. And if you're in L.A., we are doing a live rewatchables movie TBD on October 18th. So uh, if you head over to our Twitter feed, you'll find the link to buy tickets. It's at Largo. Things change, the weather changes, your mood definitely changes. So why lock yourself into plans that might change? With Hotel Tonight, you don't have to because you'll get incredible deals on awesome hotels even at the last minute. Booking on Hotel Tonight gives you the freedom and flexibility to play things by ear while knowing you'll score a great price and a great place to stay. So download the Hotel Tonight app to find seriously amazing deals now.